Thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in and being with us today for this episode of the Transformed Podcast. Again, what a blessing and joy it is for you to be with me today as we study the Word of God, and as we open up His divine Word to see all that we should do and how we can live our lives better to please and serve Him. I hope that you are excited. I hope you are ready to learn and to grow with me. I hope you know that all of these episodes that everyone here at Scattered Abroad puts together, that they are not only just for our audience, but they certainly apply to us today as well, and we strive to do all that we can to uh, to please God and to serve Him to the best of our ability, and we hope that you do that alongside with us. I do hope that you're taking advantage of all of the content that we are putting out on a daily basis. That is something that we're proud of here, that we are uh, putting out new episodes every single day, so that way there is something new for you to listen to every single day that you wake up. Um, I hope that you appreciate podcasting. You know, podcasting is something that has really kind of come onto the scene in the last couple of years. It is growing in popularity. Uh, many more people are doing it more than ever. Um, people are going away from the idea of videos, I think, and they're more going towards just the audio only because you can do so many more things uh, while podcasting. And I think podcasting is even maybe in some places taking the uh, the place of music. Uh, and so, you know, what an avenue that we can use. It seems to be uh, something that people are just rotating to and going to. And hopefully this is beneficial to you and that you're taking advantage of all the things that we have to offer you. Uh, once again, if you have any questions or any concerns, um, anything that you would like to bring to our attention, anything that we have said that you have just wondered about or maybe you didn't understand, uh, please email us. Um, know that we would be more than happy to talk to you. You can find all of our email links in our show notes below. You can also get on any of our social media platforms. You can send us a DM, um, and we will be happy to get back with you and try to answer your, your questions with a biblical answer. Um, and also, please, just as we say uh, at the beginning of every episode, please go ahead and give us a rating or review on whatever platform it is that you use, and that certainly would be beneficial to us. Uh, once again, we're diving into this theme, uh, into this this uh, uh, this series of lessons for season one, as we talk about this idea of transforming out of. And we are listing, as you know, several different things, things that we ought to be evolving out of and growing out of as Christians. Now, they are all things that we have struggled with at some point or another. At least I would assume that everybody uh, has struggled with these things at some point in time. Um, and that's the reason why I picked these things. I wanted to pick things that are relevant to people, um, things that people struggle with on a daily basis. Um, maybe there are things that you're struggling with right now as you're listening to this. Um, if, that, if that's the case, I hope that this is helpful to you as we move forward. I hope that they are not seen in a negative light, but rather as an opportunity to, to reflect on your life to see how you can grow and how you can become the best that you can be for God. And today... As we look at this episode today, I really want to talk about the word anger or talking about uh, being angry. You know, I think everyone has been angry at some point in time in their life. I don't think anybody can go uh, through their life without at some point getting angry at something or someone. Maybe it was you were being you were angry at a friend for something that they had said or something that they had done to you. Maybe they had gone behind your back or something like that. Maybe you've been uh, angry at a family member. Uh, maybe you've been angry at a child, or maybe as a child, 
You don't really understand maybe why your parents are doing something, and so you get angry at your parents. Maybe you've gotten angry at your neighbor for something that they've done. I know that happens sometimes. Maybe you've gotten, as someone who goes to school, maybe you've gotten angry at a classmate or at a at a coworker, or maybe if you uh, if you play sports, you've gotten angry at a teammate, or maybe even in the sports world, maybe you've gotten angry at an official or at a coach or, or something to that effect. And maybe we might say we've gotten upset or mad, and that might be a term that we use more so today than the word angry. But let me ask you this question. Why? Why did you get angry? Why did you get so, uh, all, all this all this anger inside of you? Why did you turn red, you know, as, as the cartoon shows, as someone turns red and the steam starts to come out of their ears? Why did you get to that point? What made you, what prompted you to get to that point to where you got so angry? Maybe it was because they hurt you. Maybe it was because they did something against you. Maybe they took something from you. Maybe they stole from you. Maybe, uh, maybe they hurt someone that was close to you. You know, when uh, our family members or our close friends or a spouse or a child is hurt uh, in some way, emotionally, physically, whatever it might be, uh, that angers us, the ones that love them and the ones that are close to them. Uh, maybe you acted, um, or maybe rather they acted in a way that was just not right. Maybe it wasn't in a, in a correct manner or in a correct way and you got angry at them. Th- think about this. How do we react to people around us? What should we do? When people are not being the right kind of people around us, what should we think about individuals who are maybe not living the right way and do things that perhaps make us angry? How should we react and what should we do and what should we think? A verse that comes to mind right off the bat as we talk about this idea of anger or being angry is James chapter 1 and verse 19. Inside the book of James, it's five chapters and there's so many hidden gems and some of them aren't even hidden. They're just right there for us to, to learn and to study. But one of the things that he says in James chapter 1, the first chapter, going to verse 19, he says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be, and this is three things here, swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Verse 20, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Time and time and time again, we read throughout situations and throughout different things that go on in Scripture where anger, um, it brings about negative effects. So many times, associated with anger are bad things and things that are not good, negative effects that happen because someone is angry or because someone acts in anger. I mean, go back to Genesis, go back to the very beginning of the Bible, Genesis uh, chapter, um, chapter 4, and think about Cain. He was someone who got angry because something didn't go his way. And so what did he do? He was angry and he ended up killing his brother because of it. Negative effects come about when we get angry um, for the wrong reason and in the wrong way. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 32, he who is slow to anger, he who is slow to anger, someone who doesn't get angry very easily, is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit more than he who takes a city. Time and time again, um, we are shown that being angry brings about bad consequences or negative effects we need to make sure that we're paying attention to those things in Scripture and that we can see how we can apply that to our lives. And I know people say, well, well Jesus was angry, so I can be angry too, right? And we're going to get to that a little bit later on. But, but I know people say, Jesus was angry, he flipped tables, I can go and flip tables too, right? Well, in certain occasions, the right attitude along with anger is not a bad thing. It is not wrong to be angry. It is not a sin to get angry. But listen to this very carefully. An unchecked attitude someone who does not keep their attitude in check. You couple that along with someone who is just venting their pent-up feelings, that will never, ever, ever bring about a good result. Nothing good will ever come 
from someone just flying off the handle and getting angry just because they simply want to, or just because someone has done something that they didn't like, and so you know immediately they just they just they just got angry because they wanted to. Nothing ever good comes from that. Now let's talk about the anger of Almighty God. We know that God can get angry. We know that God does get angry. We read a lot about the anger of God, especially uh, in the Old Testament. Think about Deuteronomy chapter twenty-nine. Verses 27 through 28, the Bible says, Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against this land to bring on it every curse that is written in this book. Verse 28, And the Lord uprooted them from their land, look at this, in anger, in wrath, in great indignation. It says it three different times, words that are all synonymous with one another. He uprooted their land in anger, in wrath, and in great indignation, and he cast them into another land, as it is this day, we see the anger of the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 10. Now, it is in my heart to make a covenant with the Lord God of Israel that his fierce wrath, his fierce wrath, his ferocious wrath, his, his wrath that burns strong may turn away from us. Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 17. They refused to obey and they were not mindful of your wonders that you did among them. But they hardened their necks, and in their rebellion, they appointed a leader to return to their bondage. But look at this. But you are God, ready to pardon, gracious and merciful. Look at this. Slow to anger, abundant in kindness, and did not forsake them. And we'll talk about this concept of being slow to anger here in just a moment. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 and 27, going there into the New Testament. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, verse 27, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment, and look at this, and fiery indignation, indignation, which will devour the adversaries. Talking about God's wrath, God's fiery indignation, which will devour the adversaries, the enemies, the ones who go against God. Look, anger is a part of his divine character. He is certainly loving towards everyone. He is certainly merciful towards everyone. He is certainly gracious towards everyone. First uh, Timothy chapter two and verse four, Second Peter chapter three and verse nine talk about how God wants every single individual, every single soul on this earth to be saved. But God is also not a respecter of persons, which means that there are things that anger Him. There are things that make him upset. If God was just a respecter of persons, he would allow anybody and everyone to do whatever it was they want and whatever felt good in their hearts. But he doesn't do that, which means there are going to be things that anger him and make him upset. When people go against the word of God, when people live how they would want to live, it's going to make God upset and angry. John chapter 2, verses 14 through 17, talks about Jesus having that righteous indignation, and people use this passage all the time. And they say, look, Jesus was angry, so that means I can be angry. Well, think about what's going on here. They had turned Jesus' father's house, the temple, a place that was sacred, into a place of dealing and selling and dishonesty. And so what did Jesus do? He created whips. He overturned their tables. And I think this right here shows us that there most certainly is a time to be angry. There is a time uh, to, to have that wrath and that indignation. But there's also a time to hold our tongue and to grow our discretion in knowing when to use that is so very important and so vital to being a Christian and a child of God. Because Paul said in Ephesians 4 and verse 26, what do he say? Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. It's so important that we know how to be angry and when to be angry and how to allow that to go forth from us. Now, 
think about this. God does not just get angry in any kind of heat of the moment occasion, do they? Does he? So often, I think this is how we as humans, as individuals, we get ourselves in trouble, right? Something happens that we don't like. Somebody mistreats us. Somebody says something that grinds our gears. Maybe somebody just does something that we don't agree with. And so what happens? We quickly and we rashly react, and then nothing good comes from that. Something bad ends up happening. You usually end up doing the wrong thing because you don't have the, you're not thinking clearly. You're, uh, you're not doing the right thing, and so nothing good comes from that. All the negative effects come from that. Look, Jesus, or rather God, is rational. His emotions are in check. He is always clearly thinking. This is things that we all must strive to emulate. Paul said again, and I know I've used this before. You'll probably hear it on multiple podcasts from mine or from everybody else here at Scattered Abroad. 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 1, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. That was Paul talking. We imitate Paul who imitated Christ, Christ being part of the Godhead, meaning he also was rational. He kept his emotions in check, and he clearly thought before he did anything, before he made any decision, And that also includes being angry with individuals who are around him. Think about the Old Testament too. If God was angry, it was always righteous. It was always Israel's fault. It wasn't that God didn't know what was going on. It was always that God was, it wasn't that God was in the blind and he just rashly acted, but rather it was always because Israel had done something wrong. Israel had gone against God. Israel had turned to idols or turned to pagan living and idolatrous living and it made God angry. God was never unjustly or unfairly angry at the individuals who were around him. Now, let me ask this question. Does this permit us as humans, as individuals, as Christians, even as non-Christians, does this permit us to be angry individuals or to be even angry at all? A couple things we need to think about. Number one, we need to make sure that we are being individuals who see things clearly. When something happens in our lives that we don't like, like I mentioned before, if somebody mistreats us, if somebody says something that we don't like, if somebody does something that we don't agree with, if somebody does something to someone or says something to someone that we don't like and that doesn't sit right with us, we should never ever just immediately, you know, at the snap of the fingers, pop off. We need to make sure that we step back that we observe the situation, that we think things clearly in our mind. Remember, keep your emotions in check. Think things through. And remember Colossians 4 and verse 6, let your speech always be, be with grace, seasoned with salt. Why? That you may know how you ought to answer each one. That way you can look at individuals, assess the, in, the situation, and figure out what you need to say in what situation. Another thing we need to remember is, remember that you are not God. People always say, well, Jesus did this and Jesus did that. Well, Jesus was God. Jesus is God. Jesus is deity. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, and also verse 14. You cannot see inside of people's hearts. I cannot see inside of people's hearts. We can't see inside of people's hearts and minds. We can't know exactly what they're thinking and what, uh, what they're wanting to do. Now, we might think that we know, and maybe we're right sometimes, but we can't 100% know. We don't have the wisdom that God has. We don't have the power that God has. We are not deity, just like God is. We need to make sure that we know, we keep in mind, we're not God. That we look at people and we might get angry, but know that we're not God. We're not going to do the things that God does because we're not deity. Let your speech be with grace and seasoned with salt so you can know how to answer each one. But let me do tell you this. If there's anything you should be angry at, being angry at the devil, 
Be angry at sin. Be angry at the fact that Satan wants us to fail. That he wants us to go to hell with him. Be angry at the fact that, that the devil and Satan is lying to people. Be angry at sin and at what it does to this world. Look, be careful with your emotions. Don't allow them to overtake you. Don't allow them to consume you and cloud your mind and your judgment. Anger is not bad when it's used under control, when it's used in the right circumstances. But don't be someone who is angry all the time. Don't be someone who is angry for no reason. Don't be someone who thinks that they can play God and just be angry at anyone and everyone and then automatically assume that they're righteous in their actions. We need to make sure that we're humble, that we know that we can make mistakes and that we could get angry in the wrong situation. And because of that, we step back. We make sure our, our speech is with grace and seasoned with salt and that we're only angry in the right circumstances, but that we always remember to love everybody. I'm not saying you love what they do. I'm not saying that you approve of what they do, but we do love every individual because Jesus died for every single soul. We need to make sure that we see people or strive to see people just as God sees individuals, as souls that Jesus died for. And when we do that, it will be that much easier for us to treat people the right way and to know how to assess the situations in which we find ourselves. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.